Welcome to the Crank and Serve podcast with Craig Tonks and Miles Nidri. Welcome back to episode two of the Crank and Serve podcast. I'm Craig Tonks and my host, Miles Nidri. How you doing, everybody? Yeah, so today's show comes from, uh, we're actually sitting down in a restaurant today, which is a bit, bit, uh, bit more, uh, what would you say? Classy? Classy, Classy. Yeah. Cultured, definitely cultured, definitely cultured. Uh, we're at the Seaview Malaysian restaurant in Redhead, which uh, is a bit of a local go-to for us. Both of both our favourites, I think. <clears throat> definitely. Now I'm going to open it up with a really interesting one. Uh, favourite surf music? Oh, I, I struggle to, to come up with a, <laughs> with a band. I mean, I'd have to say <clears throat> Sunny Boys, Oils, Celibate Rifles, like you've got down, I like. Mm-hmm. Spy yep. versus Spy. Um, oh wow! The list is I've, I can't even get a, a top fifty of my yes. favourite songs, let alone a, a top ten. But yeah, yeah. For me, I, I had oils, Wedding Cake Island as a song. That's mm. uh, definitely think of the beach when I hear that one. And Celebrate Rifles, Damien Lovelock. Oh yeah. You were just talking about Pam Burridge before. They mm. were they were in a relationship for quite a while. Oh, didn't Damien know that. Lovelock mm. and Pam Burridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Going back in the day. So this episode, we're, we're starting basically with the uh, CT preview. So we have the Rio Pro, but basically starting today. And it's at Sakurima, which is always a tough one to pronounce. It's about 100k east of Rio, but it's meant to be like the surfing capital of Brazil. So yeah, I saw some warm-up footage. I, uh, was it um, Jake Patterson put up with... Um on Instagram a couple of days ago, and it was it was drop in galore. Everyone oh, <laughs> looked like it was yeah. a, looked like a bit of a circus. But uh, did you see Julian Wilson's wave that they recorded? I think it was in Mexico. I was talking about it with Steely this morning. Mm. But um, yeah, insane. So now this competition is going to be pretty interesting. So in 2018, the next four events were won by Brazilians. So two were Toledo and two were Medina. But put back into the mix this year, his first contest since Portugal in 2018, Adriana de Souza. He has won it before too, so... Yeah, so this is where... It's quite an interesting thing, and this has been going for like 30 years, but only Toledo and de Souza are the only Brazilians to have won the Rio Pro. Mm. Quite interesting. So Toledo had a bit of a run this time last year. So he, he could won... Brazil, and then he won J Bay. Medina pushed himself back into the picture with a win in Tahiti, and then uh, the Wave Pool and the Moor. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Now, fantasy team picks is always a tough one when you're getting into these contests. I've gone for a Brazilian sort of theme. It's, it's going to be an air show. We know yeah, it's going yeah, to be an air yeah. show. Like this, there <coughs> might be some barrels, but I, looking at last year, the it was an air show. So yeah. let's let's basically just. We know that. So, <clears throat> in my fantasy team, I took Toledo. Uh, my pick to win it, I think um, Italo Ferreira is going to win it. Definitely in with a chance. He's yeah. surfing so solid. Mm. I've thrown Slater in there because he's uh, just consistency. Yep. So, I think he's going to go deep into the contest. I don't think he'll win the contest, but I think he'll go deep into the contest. I think, I think if he's got any chance of sort of being in the mix for the final, the finals for the world championship he's got to he's got to get semis and make some finals he, he probably needs to win yeah. an event whether or not he can win this one i don't know but i'm looking i'm casting my my sights a bit further ahead yeah. possibly the wave pool 
and J-Bay. I'm looking forward to seeing the J-Bay and never out in Tahiti. There's, there's some big events coming up that are He's right He's never out in pipe either. Yeah. So, yeah. So. you got a couple of really good contests yeah. for Slater to get some points in. Um, I've thrown in Ace Bucken into the mix. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've got Medina. Uh, Kyle Belly. Uh, I've thrown in Griffin... Uh, was it Colapatino? Colapatino, yeah. Yeah, I've done a name today. And Johan Drew. That was my pick for the men. Okay, well, I um, looked at the the climbers, like uh, Julian Wilson climbed six spots after the Margaret River Pro, yep. so he's going to be um, on and he can do good air, air game. Air game. I actually I took some photos of him last week. I saw your photos at yeah. Merriweather. Yeah. So he was at Merriweather Beach. He was practicing his air game in a big way. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Callanan jumped five spots after the Mike River Pro, so he's up on, in the mix. Another good air game. But we yeah. haven't mentioned the number one threat as far as I'm concerned. Which is? John John. Yeah. yeah. So consistent so at the moment. Toledo and he wasn't Gabriel. In the mix last no, year. no. Toledo and, and Gabriel both need results because they, they are. They, I think Gabriel, I think I, th- I saw at least two 17ths already in his, in his yeah, um, count. So he needs a result, but uh, John John, yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting contest. I'm looking forward to it. If the waves, the forecast that I looked up yesterday, they looked over this weekend. So the start of the the, the window, they've got um, good swell at least overhead plus early on, yep. fading into the Monday of this weekend. So good chance we could have some some decent sized surf there and uh, be good. So and that always helps. It always helps if it's a bit bigger because it evens it out a little bit but yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> now the women's a bit of a mixed bag really it's look it's Steph Gilmore's won two she's pretty consistent she won Rio last year and then she took out Jay Bay so that mm-hmm. put her on a really good roll so this yeah. is a kind of contest that can give you a roll on into the rest of the season Yep. or it can really start to break your season Yeah. and if you've come off a, a string of not so good results it's easy to, to cop another one at Brazil because it is the beach break and yeah. it's the inconsistencies of and the, and it all comes down to wave selection and what you what you do with them. But yeah, so it definitely is a contest that can make or break a season. My fantasy team for this one, obviously Steph, she's yeah. consistent there. Steph Gilmore. Uh, I've got Tatiana Western Webb uh, now surfs for Brazil. Yeah, that's so. Yeah. Grew up um, in Kauai. Yeah, uh, surfs for Brazil these yeah. days. So why not? She's obviously gunning for the Olympics. So, so that's the way Absolutely. you look. Absolutely, and I yeah. think she's a good chance there. She's surfing. She surfed well in the last few events. Yep. Uh, Courtney Conlock, surf well, yep, has yes, she been consistent. She's been solid all the way through. Yep. And then home home ground advantage, I've gone for Silvana Lima. There you go, yeah, definitely. Anyone that's in that area as a local, a local knowledge, but sometimes you can get the locals curse. Yes, you true, can, we, we see that. You have, you have that at Surfest where we have yep. locals that get to the yep. semifinals, even the finals, and it's we've yet to have a, have a, a man in the... Uh, like a, in the male division, win it. You know, we've no, had Philip Anderson take it out once, so we have, have had a local go through, but yeah. Oh. Rebecca Woods yeah. took it out a few times as a kind of local. Yeah, at a, Michelle a Donahue won it once. Yeah. That's Phil Donahue's daughter, so she's a blacksmith girl, but obviously uh, not living locally now, but uh, yeah. yeah, so. Hmm. And looking, looking over the QS, so we just had the Volkswagen open in South Australia, which is a, oh, sorry, South Africa, which is a QS 1000. Now, big comeback, and we like to talk comebacks. 
Chelsea Tuak won that, mm-hmm. and she basically went up 19 places on the QS up to ninth. Wow, so that's a great result. You look result. at that and go, is Chelsea Tuak back? Is she gunning for a spot on the tour again? Mm-hmm. Obviously been off the last couple of years. Surfing really well. She surfed really well here in Australia, on the Australian League. Yeah. And uh, to win that, that was a really good win. QS 1000, but really bankable points going into yeah. the... And confidence in going into the 6,000 and the 10,000 that are coming yeah. up. Uh, Holly Warren was one that did really well over there. As we spoke about her last, a very powerful surfer. Mm. Always seems to get through to those quarters, um, but has trouble with progressing for some reason. Great surfer, so powerful. Probably one of the most powerful female surfers I've seen. Mm. Um, she got a really good result, um, jumped 18 places, which was good for her. So she might be starting to get a little bit of a yeah. roll on. Well, there is. It's a fairly, it's a, there's a, a, quite a few contests coming up that are not so big in the points. But then um, towards the end of July, we get that US Open with the 10,000, the, the QS 10,000 for yeah. the women and the men. So there's um, some ground to be made up in the South African side, and there's a couple of contests either side of that as well. But uh, with the men's in the QS, obviously we've got the South African League. We've got two 10,000s coming up yep. July 1st, the Bolido Pro, and then we've got the Vans US Open again. Huge. Uh, so there's there's basically 20,000 points yeah. on offer in the QS on in you July get, alone. You get at the semis, you can almost yeah. book a spot in the tour. So my pick um, on the QS for me is Banting. I'm hoping Matt Banting has has some big results in those in those ones. He's on a he's in the top 10. Just, he's just got to keep believing, doesn't yeah. he? Keep the confidence. He's, he's, he's a guy that I want to see back on the tour next year, so I'm hoping that he makes a bit of a consolidation. Yeah. Well, the men's Volkswagen Open was won by Aiden Massenkamp, so he did really well. He he jumped like up to number 32 on the on the, on the QS. Mm. Uh, really good result. But today they start the what's called the Vic Open, which mm-hmm. is another QS 1000 event. Same sort of, uh, looking through the entry list, it's probably about the same people yeah. that, that are going into this. Before they sort of have a little bit of a break and then they head to the US for the, the 10,000 and the 6,000. And even look there, 16,000 points on mm. offer. Yeah. I think um, the year that Silvana Lima got back on the tour, I think she won a, a 6,000 and that pretty well yeah. banked yeah. enough yeah. points if you can, her. If you can get into the, into the, the high point ranges of those <coughs> big point events that's going to mm. really cement your spot it's you probably there's two ways you could attack it you could try and surf as many events as you can or you could select your high high point um events but that's a risk too you could get knocked out in the second or third round so i think that's it's very one, true you got to if you're going to be in country let's face it if you're mm. going to be in south africa and there's four three or four contests to be run you might as well sign yourself up for it but you can't be chasing it all over the place but uh yeah, the yeah, pressure's on the, because we have a lot the of the CT guys mm. go into those those ten thousand events as well. Well, if you're sitting outside the top ten, and for the women, if you're if you're sitting outside that top five, you've got to now focus and go. I need to bank some QS points. Mm. For, let's, yeah. let's bank them for Justin, the old Justin case. Yeah, um, get some points banked just in case you miss requalification for the CT. Yeah. And I think we're talking about like Ricardo Christie, um, I think in the women like um, Paige Harrop and Macy mm. Callahan. So they, yeah. they even need to make a move now on the yeah. CT. It's pretty much that middle of the season, isn't focus. it, where they've got to they've got to come back. It's um, if you've had a, a reasonably 
sort of lean first six months of the year, now's the yeah. time when you really yeah. need to, to pick some points up and that can put added pressure on them as well. Yeah, and add into the mix there, especially in the women's QS, and I know he'll be really gunning to get back on his say Jerickson. Mm. Um, kind of a kind of a local. She's sort of uh, her boyfriend's from Avoca. Okay, yeah. way now. Yep. So she spends a bit of time over here. So she thinks she spent most of the summer over here, okay. which not a bad idea really, except for the terrible surf that we had. <laughs> so looking at that, yeah, look, it's a tough one. So Sage would definitely want to get back on. So it should be one he'll be gunning for those the mm. six thousands and uh, ten thousand event, the Bolito and the, the US Open. Yeah. It could be interesting to see how it goes. Mm, for sure. And Philip Anderson's quite lucky in South Africa because she's originally from yeah, there. Yeah, so exactly. So she yeah. can sort of stay with family and cut the costs. Yep. Um, but talking to um, Dominic Barona the other day, which we keep in touch, um, kind of like her sort of fill-in Australian manager when she's here. Oh, okay. So Dominic was sort of sending me uh, a voice message and sort of said, yep, she's... Um, would have headed to South Africa, but the cost, mm. heading from Ecuador to there, so it's a bit of a struggle. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the QS surfers do it tough. Like, you can go in a QS 1000 event in South Africa, and okay, the, you got the flights, the accommodation, then you got the food, and then you've got all the bits and pieces that go away, you know, when you're going away. Mm. You go over there and you get knocked out in round three or four, the prize money might be a couple of hundred dollars. Yeah, you can you know, yeah, you go it, backwards. The sums really don't sort of start adding up for a QS surfer yeah. in that respect. Unless you, you know, even Philippa, you know, she's probably paid airfares. Luckily, she hasn't got accommodation, mm. a bit of food and that, but yeah, it's still a big cost. And it comes down to the depth of there. your sponsorship as well. So yeah. the more you're, you're covered, with with a, with a decent uh, package with your sponsors, it does make it more cost effective if you're getting that. But if you're chasing not only points, but you're also chasing prize money to fund your next leg, that that is added pressure. It's a it's not all uh, strawberries and cream for the QS. That's for <laughs> that's sure. That's not. That's why I think um, Jackson Bacon they call it the Q life. <laughs> <laughs> the Q life. Yeah. Heading round, smell of an oily rag. Mm. But yeah, that's what's tough about those events and. But it's also a chance to see some different names sort of starting to come into the mix. You see a few of the younger young kids sort of sort of who are starting to compete in the one thousands. Um, I think Dominic's um, brother, Israel Barona, he's starting to surf a few QS one thousand events. Mm -hmm. So you know you get a decent result in those. It gives you a better seeding to get into the three thousands. Yeah. You do okay in those, and it gives you a better seeding to get into the mm -hmm. six thousands. So. It's all sort of relative, mm. and you've got to kind of start somewhere. So mm. interesting, but yeah, I think these these next two events on the CT and the couple of QS events, especially into July, is really going to yeah. sort of tell us who's who for sure. One thing I noticed, um, Jake uh, Patterson put that post up the other day. We've mentioned we haven't mentioned Kanawa Nigarashi. Yeah, so, well, he's sitting number two in the yeah. on the CT, and he's obviously reaching that level now where inconsistency that I wouldn't write him up he's got the air game so he mm. yeah that's one another surfer we've sort of yeah, missed no, over in that uh, in that mix there and uh, yeah, didn't have him in the fantasy that could team. be uh, could, could be a surfer to watch him but in Brazil and he's confident he's confident he's coming back he, you know, let's face it he's had a good year so um, so far so he could he could he could leapfrog and yeah 
He could certainly be gunning for a title this year if, if it, the consistency stays there and he has good results mm. for the rest of the year. Yeah, I'd be definitely, right. I'd definitely one to keep on. The, he's probably one of those under the radar uh, the first six six months of the year. But now, wow. So semis, he's really just got to make semis, quarters, and, and finals mm. to stay in that mix. I think John John's about six thousand points ahead of him, so he has to rely on a couple of. Um, Sort of bad results from yeah, John John, yeah. which can can happen. As I said, the, the wave pool is definitely one we'll talk about next episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you get to the wave pool and it's a totally different beast. Yeah, yeah we saw that yeah. last year. There's, there's um, yeah, that's one of those events that uh, the purists absolutely hate, d- hate it. <laughs> um, what I like about it, well, I won't go into too much detail, but what I do like about it is it levels the playing field. You know, you're yeah, getting a yeah. left and you're getting a right. You know what the the wave's going to do, mm. and it it's almost becomes the gymnastics routine on the floor. Yeah, true. Whoever, Good whoever nails their routine on that given surface um, <coughs> is going to be up there in the finals. So yeah, that's yep. what I like. It's it, 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 it's for me. It's a it's a it's an opportunity for see how people handle the nerves, knowing that that wave is going to be consistently there the whole very, time. Very so, consistent. Yeah. <coughs> Well, I don't think I did notice with the women's CT that the top three spots are all it's about a thousand points within them. But but of the it's really yeah, close. It's really close. The top three is really tight. So someone needs to um, get a run on, but um, that that could mean that you know we could be definitely deciding that one in Maui for, again. Unless, yeah, um, I, think so. I think so. Yeah, I I threw it out there on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, and I actually. Um, replied to Jesse Miley Dyer, who's the, the said runs the the women's CT, and said my my pick was Malia Manuel from mm. Hawaii to, to be the champion this year. But the one that I'm sort of thinking now is Lakey Peterson. Yeah, it's uh, it's I think in by the time we get to sort of the the last quarter of the year, say so see how we go after the US Open and all those events and things like that. But yeah, we've got. Uh, a good run in towards the, towards uh, the Hawaiian leg. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But we'll we'll have, we'll have a chat after this this event <laughs> and see what see what the movers and shakers and see what Brazil e- episode throws. Episode three is going to be interesting because mm. um, I'll tell you what's coming up in episode three soon. Um, what I want to talk about today as well is what sort of products that that we use. And obviously, there's no way an endorsement. We're not being paid for this. Yeah. We just tell you about products that we've tried lately. And that we liked. Mm. Um, for me, uh, I last year bought a new steamer, which was my first one in quite a few years. And I didn't realise that you could have a steamer that didn't have cold water inside of it. So, <laughs> yeah. a bit of a pleasant surprise for me. Mm. But I went the Ocean and Earth Double Black 3.2 steamer. Yep. And I can tell you that thing has been fantastic. Yeah, I was actually. Um just had the, the Ocean Earth rep pop came up yesterday on his way through to the Central Coast and he yep. showed me the new MR um, uh, Ocean yes. Earth softboards, which is something I was going to touch on. And I was just looking at the catalogue. He dropped, dropped me off there yesterday as well. And the, the wetsuits are looking super good in, in the catalogue. Um, yeah. So definitely something to, to get out there. For me, I've been using um, Quicksilver and O'Neill for many years. Yep. Um, but it, for me, it always comes down to the fit. Both those wetsuits um, brands fit me really well, so yeah. I can buy medium off the rack, and it's fit, it fits me good lengthwise, arms, feet, uh, length, you know, down to yeah, there, yeah, and, the, and yeah. the actual overall fit that it gives me. So 
when I talk to um, to parents and and to new surfers, when they start talking about wetsuits, I, I basically there's no real brand that I recommend. I say, look, it's it's like a shoe. It's got to fit well, and you can't That's have it. that little half inch at the front of the shoe for growing <laughs> with the kids. They have to fit snug <laughs> or they don't work. Yeah, and it seems same with adults. So figure hugging is the term I use. So yeah, but. Uh, yeah, so so think one one thing I sort of can't take from that is try it on, and that's the thing with ordering online you can't do. You've got to go. You've got go to go to yeah. your surf shop. Yeah. Try your wetsuit on. Look, you might pay a little bit more for your wetsuit, but you're going to get the right fit. Yeah, you're going to get the right product, and you're going to get the knowledge of the the for people sure. in the shop. And most surf shops, you know, the people who work in a good surf shop. Are surfers. They are. So they're yeah. gonna they're gonna sort of know and point you in the right direction with them. And they have quite a few options in brands. I know for a fact mm. uh, slimes. You go in there. You've got rib curl O'Neills. You've got quite a few uh, Billabong. There's there's yeah. lots of different yeah. styles in there. If you can't walk out of there with a with a, with a <coughs> wetsuit that that fits you well, yeah. you're not trying hard. And please, this is one of the pet hates. Don't go in there to try them on just and to go and then order it online. Yeah, no, you know, if you're going to take people's cool. time, that's not a good not no. a good use of someone's no. uh, uh, facility. Yeah, you, you go in there, you should be doing the right thing. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's definitely that's that's it's just not cool if you do that. But um, yeah, for quite a few years, though, I was very anti-establishment. You know, I bought smaller brand products. I, you know, I, mm. I've still got a lot of adrenaline wetsuits. Mm. You know, they're 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 cheaper, but they're very good. Um, but yeah, this ocean earth was something that was just a bit of a sort of a mind blown when I was, mm. you know, pretty well out up to my neck and hadn't had any cold water through yet. Where yeah. normally I've got it as soon as I get in the water. But yeah, interesting. Um, creatures of leisure. I've, I'm using their. Just started using a couple of their comp leggies, the six foot comp leggy. Um, really like it. They're not. I've used it in Bali and I've used it locally, and it's been great. Mm. Um, big fan of that. But um, traveling to Bali, and then actually we'll touch on that. But next week we're going away on a surf trip. Yeah, uh, me, you, and some mates. Yep. And we're it's the going it's up the to Old Bar. You're going up to Old Bar, and it's uh, we'll have to call it the Hockey Week. It is a Hockey, hockey week. Weekend. Yeah. So we've got a combination of, uh, of North Stars imports and a couple of the Perth lads. Yeah, Perth uh, Thunder. A good mate, Rob Hazelhurst, that played for the North Stars last year, is coming up and bringing a couple of teammates. So that's going to be an interesting couple of days. And I was just up at Old Bar over Mother's Day for a hockey tournament for my daughter. Yep. And um, Huey did the did the unspeakable. He threw in a Father's Day surf on Mother's Day. So I got Ooh, I, I got that. a sample of a couple of um, beautiful four to five footers at the point. And I ran out of time before I could get completely into good. that. So it wasn't, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's where we'll be next week. We'll be all up surfing at Old Bar. So anyone knows it's a couple of hours north of Newcastle, where we're based. And great wave at Wallaby Point there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm throwing three boards into a quiver for that one. And that'll go into the triple board bag. I like the triple board bag because... Each board has a layer of protection between yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it has a clip lock, so you can actually lock yeah. them in. So that's the bag that I bought to go to Bali with in September. Mm. Yep. And um, look, I like I like the bag, the way the boards are secured in yeah, there. Yeah. I took it to Byron as well. Last time I went to Byron in February. Yeah. And it was really good. So yes, yeah, so I'll be taking that. Now, what boards are you going to take for our trip away? Right, uh, well, looking at the forecast, <laughs> it's a fair way out, but uh, we are looking at... Uh, the, the forecast was looking pretty promising for yeah. some, some decent swell, so 
I was thinking about taking, a, last time I went up there, I knew it was going to be flat on the Saturday yep. and it was picking up on the Sunday. So I took um, a couple of uh, shortboards, like a fish and a shortboard and my 9.6. But looking at the forecast now, I don't think I'm going to take a, a really long, long board because I don't yeah. think I'm going to get it wet. So I'm probably, I've got a 7.2 MR um, fish which is basically like a big board it's one I use for adults um, when they're, when they're a new surf oh, is coming in one. and um, they're looking to to go to buy something in fiberglass I've got it's a good length it's a good width it's a good thickness and it so yeah. it's it it paddles really well and it's basically was my my small wave board for many years until I got my long board so I think I'll throw that in yeah as a backup a in case that it's a, a bit smaller and then I'll probably just go with a with a flying fish I think I'll probably only take two boards myself well, I'm looking at a I've got a my seven foot mini mount which is a pretty well go-to I take that all the time um, I've got a six three fish that I shaped probably yep, a couple of months ago yep so I'll probably throw that in just for something different and then I'll throw in a six four whether it be that single fin or one of my trophy ones so yeah not sure yet that's the one that i'm sort of stuck on yeah well i've got a double board bag it's um i bought, bought a couple of, a few many years ago now it's it's doubling as my travel one not that i've i've been traveling overseas much but uh mm. oh that's one one i did throw in when i went to treachery in march i took all my i took four boards with me to treachery and i used the double bag so i could fit two without fins in yeah, uh, yeah. and and but uh, when we're traveling up with a with a, a bit more um, bodies in the car, it's going to be premium space and roof, room it on the is, roof racks yeah. and stuff. So we'll probably have to reassess that a bit because we're taking extra boards for the for the boys from Perth. So that's three that's three added yeah, boards so on the roof without we without we even start adding hours. So, um, so we've got a bit of a crew going next week. So we got uh, obviously you and me, Rob Hazlehurst, uh, I believe. Kieran Webster and Lyndon Lodge. That's think, right, yeah. From, from Perth. Perth Thunder. That's the Australian Ice Hockey League, for people that don't know. So um, I'm involved in the Newcastle team. So uh, also Francis Droulet and Sammy Banger, from, who are Canadian, but they will be coming along for that trip. Yep. Um, you know, who, who knows who else will go, but we might even try and record an interview or a pod up there. I reckon that'd we be, could probably be do fun. that. Yeah, might do it early in the night before we've had a beer or two. But That uh, could be a really good yeah. idea before we've had a couple of cans. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm looking forward to it too. Like um, a few weeks back, uh, I took um, uh, Sammy and Frankie and Charlie Smart uh, up to Wunny for a, for a day. We just had oh, a day yeah, trip yep. up there and um, the swell was the right size. Um, we had a, had a surf up at the point there. And uh, in the end, there was only two guys in the water, and they went in. So the three of us, four of us, it? just had the, the whole beach to ourselves. You know, beautiful little waves. And uh, right now, I think One Mile's got the um, Aussie or the state longboard titles running as we speak. I saw Mark Winden from Surfing New South Wales put up a post yep. today, and the, and it looked pretty inviting up there. But uh, unfortunately, with the contest on there, um, probably won't be won't be. Uh, very accessible for the for the average yeah, for the average yeah. guy going up there for a paddle if the contest is on. Takes but, it, uh, out, good takes luck it out of the picture for sure. Mm. Yeah, well that's that's basically what I'm taking. It's um it's always hard. So I've just shaped a new. It's actually a six six. I think I said last episode it was a six four by twenty one. I've oh, just yeah, shaped yeah. a a six six by twenty one, but it's not going to be glassed in time. So mm. that'll be uh, that'll be for the next trip, I think. But um, yeah, I'll uh, take the ones I've got. Um, any other stuff you got coming up apart from that? You'll be back into coaching or 
Well, yeah, it's um, it's my quieter time of the year, so it's just basically weekends and uh, some midweek sort of stuff. But uh, we've had a run of pretty solid swell, and uh, and we've also got a whale carcass off off Moon Island, which has been proven to be a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, uh, for so me last weekend, yeah. obviously the it, it's um it, it it's, does add, add another element in there, but um the consensus is this this morning talking to council is that. It looks like blacksmiths. Not that we're using blacksmiths very often anyway, because the, the banks, no aren't, banks. banks aren't great. But um, yeah, so we're going to be giving blacksmiths a bit of a, a bit of a wide berth for a, a, a little while until they work out what they're going to do there. But uh, so wild carcass obviously has attracted a lot of sharks to it. It did um, when it was in the water, <laughs> but now it's water. actually high and dry on Moon Island. But let's face it, if it's going to get beached... They towed it out, didn't they? No, they didn't no, tow it out. Oh, okay. There was um, some toing and froing there, and it's ended up stranded on on the island, which is probably not ideal, because at least if it washes up on the beach, you can drag it off and get rid of it. Yeah. But when it's up on the island, I don't know. Well, I really don't know what the approach is going to be. Reminds me of a funny video on YouTube. It's um, quite an old one, but it's a wild carcass on the beach, and they... <laughs> they blew it up. They blew, oh, yeah. blew it dynamite and they blow it up and then all of a sudden it starts raining down large chunks yeah. of whale and crushing, crushing cars. cars. <laughs> yeah, that, um, I saw that one not long ago myself. And oh, hilarious. For those of you that are a little bit um, a little bit more longer in the tooth like myself, um, there's a great movie, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Paul Newman and yeah, that was on Robert Redford and there's a famous line from that that I love it's when they're going to blow a safe in the train and uh, Paul Newman goes bring some dynamite bring a lot more and they blow it up and they do the same thing with the whale as they do yeah. with the train there's a train everywhere and Robert <laughs> Redford looks over and goes you enough dynamite there Butch so <laughs> sort of hopefully we don't go that far oh, that, was on, that was on like two weeks ago yeah, I'll tell you it'd oh, be on repeat every now and again but if you ever get a chance if you want to watch an old movie uh, it's a good one. That's a that's a beauty. If you like a western, it's a really good. Two of them are the two of the best actors you'll yeah. ever see, and they really work together well. Um, but definitely worth a look. That yeah, one. That's my tip for the movie of the weekend. <laughs> movie of the week. Yeah. Um, question without notice. Question without notice. Always always a big one. Now you obviously you know the answers to these. So I think we've discussed it. You did go to a shark forum. Yeah. Uh, just recently, before we did the first episode. Yeah. yeah. And um, what can you tell us about that? That was through Charles Sturt University. There was a couple of um, gentlemen from the uni that uh, contacted me. So we had a panel. Um, there was some uh, Dixon Park Surf Club, Merriweather Surf Club, Nobby Surf Club, and Bar Beach, I think, was there. Uh, Ted Bassingthwaite from um, Bar Reef Board Riders yeah. was there. He's also the media coordinator for Surfest. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. There was a guy that I hadn't met before who does a kayaking hire business on the harbour. And the lady that was beside me was, um, I think she was in marine science um, through one of the schools and things like that. So basically it was going through all the, the, the different measures that we've got in place for shark management. Mm. So it starts obviously with the, the netting system that we've had since the yep. 30s, um, drones, uh, aerial patrols, and the new smart drum lines, drum lines which yeah. have been used in various places to Queensland, North Coast, that sort of stuff. But the first time they've been used off, off Newcastle. Um, and they were talking about the shark bands and that sort of stuff. But the, the consensus from everyone there was that, that all these measures are great, but, but the, 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 the one that does the least damage to any marine life, and we don't, we don't want to see sharks getting, getting killed either, but uh, I... 
I thought my, my ten, 10 cents worth mm. for there was we need a non-lethal deterrent. So we need something that a shark will come into an area that's, that's used by, by a lot of the public of the patrolled area and the shark <coughs> itself yeah. gets repelled by some sort of mechanism that doesn't damage the other marine life, doesn't damage the shark, but yeah, stops yeah. the shark. I don't want to go into that area. So that could be, oh, I don't know, some sort of... Um, uh, electronic device like the shark band that, that yeah, they yeah. talk about but on an industrial level so yeah. it, it sends out a, a, a pulse that stops them or um, some sort of um, uh, chemical repellent um, that, that can be put into the water yeah. um, a lot of people sort of seem to think the nets go all the way along the beaches no, and they, they no. don't they're only in some no, segments the and idea behind the nets is it's um, it forms a bit of a barrier, but the tr- trouble is a lot of sharks get caught on the way out, not on the way in. Yeah. But it does, what it does is it, 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 it just sections an area of the beach and the sharks will come in and if they do spot or sense another shark that's trapped in the nets, that, that's probably going to deter it. Um, really, it's the, it, it's the thing that we've been using for the longest period of time. Um, it did work for a long time too. Well, it's true, we have, it, it, if you look at the statistics, um, they speak for themselves, but the bycatch is the big issue with them. Yeah. The smart drum lines are, um, are set up. So basically what the guys from the unis were telling me with those was that they're set up, uh, but only the set set up if there's a crew that can go out and remove whatever gets caught on the, on the drum line within okay. 20 minutes. So if a shark hooks up, the idea is that they get there within 20 minutes, they, they remove the shark from the, the drum line, they tag it, and then they, bring, they tow it out to see and so we've got a tag shark and a surviving shark. Yeah, yeah. If it's another um, marine mammal, uh, like a dolphin or a mm. turtle or something like that, they try to get there before it before it dies. And the, the stats that they had there for Newcastle trial this this sum, summer was they caught two target sharks, which is your bulls, your whites, great and white, your great yeah. whites. They got two in the nets, and they got I think it was about over fifteen or twenty. Um, other marine life that were that were trapped in the nets. Okay. The drum lines actually caught zero target sharks. Okay. And they caught about nine or ten other marine life. But out of those nine and ten, I think five or six were actually released alive. So everything okay. else that washed up into the nets was everything was killed. Yeah. So that was a difference. But my my personal opinion of drum lines is you're if you're putting a lure and a bait out for a target shark yeah. 500 yeah. metres off the shore. We you actually don't want them coming no. in there. We, we want, want them going the other going way. The other way. So yeah. my thought was, how about we invest invest our time into looking at yeah. something that, that doesn't attract the shark to anywhere near the coast that we want to serve yeah. or, or use as, as, as beach users. That something goes the other way. If you've got a turtle hanging on a drum line, then um, it's basically food on a stick. So yeah, yeah. So I'm not a big <laughs> fan of catching and... and um, by any means, though nets or, or drum lines and hooks and things, I'd actually uh, like to see some some research go into a non-lethal like electronic electronic or, or chemical system, thing. Yeah. And basically, the sharks don't want to come near that beach. You know, yeah. there's, there's thousands of miles of coastline on this on this land, but there's a lot of coastline where we have to interact. And um, absolutely, and it's a big issue. You look at the attacks around Ballina and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, there's been some um, terrible attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fatality so it is a big issue and obviously now that we've got drones but only as good as the drone is up and it's only as good well, as the operator it's hard, it, it's it looks, spotting sharks from the air works when the sharks are on the surface for and one good conditions too. and the, the water's clear yeah. and the air's clear that yeah. you can spot them so if, it, if it's a clear day and the sharks are on the bottom you might be able to see through yeah. through there but they've got to be on the surface more for them to, to watch mm. um, 
I'm not. I, to be honest, I think they just need to work a, a, a non-lethal way of keeping the, the people. And, that one, uh, we both use the ocean. This is the yeah, thing. Yeah. I have arguments with people a lot <laughs> saying, oh, you're going into the shark's backyard. Well, yeah. I've been a surfer for nearly 40 years. Where do you reckon my backyard is? Yeah, yeah. So um, my, I don't like that. Time. We spend a lot of time there. I don't like that. You're going into their environment. You, that's the risk you take. No, I think we should be able to work out in 2019 a way for everyone. Yeah. I'm talking nippers, bathers, yep. bodyboarders, surfers, yeah, surf life-saving we should all be able to, to enjoy that, that, that medium without either of us really actually coming into any danger. So we don't yeah. want to kill sharks and we don't want to have humans attacked by sharks. Yeah. So, yeah. And you sort of think with less less sort of food out there, they're coming in closer. That could be a Well, a over, thing, overfishing, yeah. definitely. We yeah. fish out the stocks out to sea. Yeah. And the sharks are coming in hungry. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's an, that is an issue. What do you think about the devices like the, the shark bands and things? I've, I've never tried them. I've seen that you can get them on your arm and put them on your board. I've never tried them. Don't know a lot about them. I'll definitely throw my hand up for that. Um, people are using them are they a, a false sense of security or we do we need to be smarter and say well after five o'clock when it's sort of starting to get the sun's sort of starting to drop do you just not surf that period of yeah, early well, morning the, the, late afternoon where attacks yeah, yeah. are prevalent? most of the advice is to avoid dawn and dusk yeah um but to be honest when you look at the shark attack stats there's a lot of people that are bitten between mm. 10 and 2 in the morning and they're during the middle of the day yeah, yeah. so there's the random nature of it is is there so yeah, I wouldn't probably surf until until dark, especially yeah. by myself. That would, yep. for me personally, but um, I actually don't like to surf by myself. Not for the fear of sharks, but if I break an arm or a leg or dislocate a shoulder yeah. or I get yeah. hit by my board and knocked out, if I'm on my own, I'm in trouble. You've only got to have fins. So you've just got to, you know, surfing in, in together is always far safer, regardless. That's well, more but fun too. Yeah, but in yeah, terms you get hit of by the a fin or a board, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of the shark. Um, Bands, uh, I'm I'm a bit the other way. I don't think they're. A, yeah, a, I've, for I've me said, personally, I, I, if, I wouldn't be going out and buying one. No. I'd like a, you, you make your own conclusions on whether whether or not they're they're a viable option. But I wouldn't personally buy one myself. But that's only my opinion. Yeah, um, I don't think it's going to. It's interesting debate, and it's going to mm. be interesting to see where it goes. Obviously. Um, don't have the option with the wave pools. We won't see the Mick Fanning shark attack in the yeah, wave pool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was actually looking at um, doing some research this morning. You know my pre-game notes, mm. um, and I was looking at the 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 wave pool, the wave garden in your pond in Queensland up in yeah, Cairns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've actually just got that up. They're refilling that, so mm. they think they've fixed the problems with that. Yep. Um, they think that the way the plunger was set at wrong intervals, that's yep. obviously the one that Oki's involved in. Mm-hmm. So as the plunger was coming down the second, third, fourth time, it was actually hitting the water as waves were coming up. Ah, right. So yeah. they thought the engineering sort of fixed the problem, which they said it'd be a quick fix, but it's actually taken months, six mm. months. Um, but that's sort of back in operation very soon as well, which would be really interesting to see what they do with that. But Well, um, that take it, you can take this... Whatever way you're gone, people talk about wave pools and go, well, that's just um, creating more surfers. But it does take the pressure off the local surf spots. I mean, 
I don't think uh, I'd like the opportunity to have a wave pool experience. Oh, I love it. And I don't think you've Kelly Slater wave car or any of the others want to. If anyone wants fly to build one there. in Newcastle, I'll be the first to stand in line oh, to give you a hand to, 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 to set it up. But uh, well, holidays coming up, so you know, it's, mm. I'm happy if they want to fly us over to yeah. try their wave pool. I'd be I'd be yeah. happy to try that. Even the one in uh, Waco, Texas. Well, I had a friend um, that surfed with me for many years. He basically did lessons with me at least ten years ago, Andy and. Um, he just went on a tour to the states where he did. He went to all those ones. He didn't go to the Slater Ranch, but he yeah, went to he went to um, the two in in, in, in Texas and this he the BSR BSR and the Waco one. I think yeah. they're both they're not both related. But he went to the two yeah, other yeah. ones in there and he came back raving. He said it was amazing. Good footage. He had a great time. Yeah. So it just seems weird when you're surfing into a wall, but you're not actually going surfing into yeah. the wall. You're sort of running along it. It feels like a break wall, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. surfing at a break wall. Yeah. Look, I, I can see, I'd love to have one in every major town. That'd be amazing. Yeah, oh, so. be, be good. Yeah. And then obviously with the Olympics coming up, um, they've said no wave pool for Japan. And they've also announced last week no wave pool for Paris. Okay. For France. But France gets some pretty good surf, so it yeah. shouldn't be too much. Some time, probably not as good yeah. as the winter, because mm. the QS and the CT events are in the... The, the, the later part of the year where it's where the more winter swells are coming yeah. in but uh, interesting yeah well honestly the, the only way that surfing can really go worldwide and global is, is going to we're going to have to have wave pools where people don't have access to the ocean but uh, I can well, see that it's, it's, it's a good a good thing there's a, quite a few models out there and I'm, I'm all for it myself yeah. I think it'd be interesting and that's something we're definitely going to discuss next episode before the um, the Wave Ranch or the Lamont Pro that they mm. have over there, but um, definitely an interesting question. A lot of two and two and four. You know, you have a good crowd. You can set up grandstands along the, oh. the break. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah as I said, it's it's take, taking away from next episode. But I look at it and go, okay, well, there's you, yeah, there's a wave, and then you got to sit and wait for them to reset the machine to go the other way. But we can watch heats in the CT, yeah. and it can be 10, 15 minutes, oh, no sure. wave yeah. that's yeah. rideable. Yeah. So we're getting a rideable wave every couple of minutes consistently, yeah. as opposed to in the ocean where you can you can go 10 minutes without a wave. Yeah. So And that's what I took from last year's event at the surf ranch. It was, mm. yeah, okay, one wave one way, one wave the other way. And it had to, you know, that time to reset. But then I sort of thought about it and thought, well, hang on, I probably watched a heat last contest where... You know, I said there was barely a wave that was rideable in the yeah. whole 30 minutes. So, consistency with the wave, consistency with the timing. And then you look at the purists and go, well, no, that's not surfing. It's not the ocean. It's not Mother Nature. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll definitely research some more for that next episode. Definitely, yeah. Oh, we, could, we could actually restart <laughs> the episode and, st- and get back into that. <laughs> pretty so, much. Yeah, so we pretty can... much. But we're going to have something for episode three. But, yeah. uh, so, episode three will be back with it so we've got got oh we've got new intro music too for mm. the podcast oh well, yeah you so were mentioning that so yeah. it'd be interesting so you'll get to hear that maybe tonight if i can get the podcast up mm-hmm. um but we'll definitely be talking wave pools and the kelly the event at kelly slater's which yeah. is obviously owned by wsl now yeah um we'll be definitely talking about brazil um and the events these qs events in south africa and preview the ones in the u.s the u.s league yeah and and we're probably going to hopefully have an interview with Gunther Ron. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah shaper. I'll, I'll be, that'll be interesting. Yeah, he's shaped sure. for a lot of brands. Um, 
he started locomotion with Phil Myers. He obviously has Gunther on surfboards now in Ballina. Mm -hmm. He was a long-time shaper for Town & Country. Yep. Uh, he shaped for McCoy and oh, many others. I, mm. I said it's a very interesting times, but um, Gunther's always one who's really honest. He'll tell you exactly what he thinks. Um, but in a, in a very kind way. So really looking good. forward to, awesome. to talking to Gunther. It should be a great interview. Um, be great to get up there and see him, but it probably won't happen for a while. But yeah, he's always really interested. So he's got a couple of new surfboards that he's brought out, which is really good, exciting for him. And um, another thing we've set up as well, it's called Patreon. Yeah, it's P-A-T-R. E-O-N. Now, if you look up Crank and Surf Podcast on Patreon, you can actually donate to the show so we can actually buy some equipment. At the moment, we've got one microphone and an iPhone. So you can actually like pledge like a dollar a month. Um, that really helps us, believe it or not. And also, we had our first one-star rating on iTunes, which is you know, a big achievement, really, because one star is better than no stars. It's true, yeah. It's not five stars, but yeah. we can work on that. Yeah. It was the first episode. So <laughs> it was the first episode. It was a pilot. Yeah. So we got our first one-star rating. So whoever did that, thank you. We really appreciate it. And yeah. um, we'll be trying better for the next one. <laughs> hopefully life. hopefully this one's kept you happy. But yeah, um, yeah so that's, that's all from us for this one. We'll definitely catch you for episode three. Uh, so we might do a little mini episode next week while we're away. Because yeah. it's a good opportunity, especially to have a couple of Canadians and a couple of guys from Perth sit around and talk about surfing and yeah. how they got into it and what it means to them. Especially the ones from Canada who come here on holidays and go, I really want to try surfing. So yeah, that should be that's good. really interesting. Yeah, it yeah. should be good. But we'll be up at Old Bar and um, yeah, we'll be back for episode three. So thanks, man. All right. Cheers, it's been bro. really good. We'll, we'll see you all next time.